2: welcome into the yards after college podcast powered by ksl sports.com and the newly updated ksl sports app which you can find on the ios app store and the google play store good stuff there and uh, on that application and on the website, you can hear the sultry tones of the one and only Sam Farnsworth <laughs> as he is on KSL Sports Live. In addition to this podcast, uh, but I'm your co-host Kyle Ireland. Sam, how's it going today? How's life over in the uh, the Triad Center over at the uh, the building in downtown Salt Lake? I uh, I haven't seen it's... you in a couple of weeks, but you know, a couple of weeks ago it was super busy. We had we had the Super Bowl, and then, right after that yeah. we were covering the uh, n b a all star weekend, so it's kind of slowed down a little bit for us, but at the same time, like we're picking up into the n f l off season so uh kind of ramping back up as well.
0: they call it the off season right, but the n f l is a year round season let's just let's just be honest right there's games, and then there's not games the n f l never sleeps, it never stops, and I absolutely love that about the n f l um you know after you know, working in an NFL market for as long as I did, you just came to really love that there was always something new to look forward to. So yeah, you you talk about it. You know, the Super Bowl came to an end. You catch your breath for about a week, but but really there's a lot going on behind the scenes and getting prepared for um the draft. There's there's players contemplating retirement, there's players contemplating new contracts, there's teams thinking about if they're gonna extend someone before the new league year begins or if they're gonna let someone uh, you know, you know, you have franchise tags and uh all those it's just it just doesn't stop. And that and here we are now, um, where yeah, you're getting ready for the NFL draft. Now you're looking at the new up and coming talent, seeing where that stands because shoot, the draft, it it feels like it's what, it's probably still like like seven or eight weeks away, it feels which seems like forever, but it's gonna be here so quick. And um there's gonna be a lot happening between now and then.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, it's crazy. The Super Bowl was 18 days ago, and I think that's right. It was 18 days ago, and we're already into the combine, and we're just full swing into you know the draft season. Mock drafts are flying around the internet right now, which I, I quite enjoy. And then yeah,
0: uh,
2: you've also got the uh, free agency stuff right on the horizon. Franchise tag deadlines, I believe, are on... Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, we're recording this on Thursday, March 2nd. So everything's just like you said, it happening super fast, and uh, we wanted to talk about it. Um, kind of recap the Super Bowl real quick. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs won, um, but some falling out from that. You had uh, Brian Johnson this last week, who was uh, with the Eagles, obviously, who uh, who lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. But Brian Johnson, former Utah quarterback, uh, he was promoted from the Eagles quarterback coach to now he's their offensive coordinator because Shane Steichen became the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, congrats to him. That's a pretty cool move. Um, It seems like the coaching roles, as far as the locals have, you know, you've had Andy Reid, but like you've got some more prominent names. Now that are that are kind of coming into the, uh, the local sphere for us, which is pretty neat. And then you also had a couple of, uh, other coaching moves you had, uh, Utah State's defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, Ephraim Bonda, he ended up uh, joining the Cleveland Browns staff as their safeties coach. And then mm-hmm. there were there were a couple of players that moved around right after the Super Bowl, uh, Zane Anderson, who was on the Chiefs practice squad. He ended up signing a two-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. And then yep. Kyrus Tonga, another former BYU player, he's with the Minnesota Vikings. He ended up, uh, he was one of those kind of like Tyler Huntley was last year where heading into free agency, he had that exclusive free agent tag on him. So mm-hmm. Minnesota like controlled his his contract situation and they decided to, to re-sign Tonga. So uh, nice to see him get another deal. Um, it was kind of weird there. Like he, he got waived by the, the Bears last year and then just was yeah. a stud for the Vikings this last season. And right.
0: they loved him. In in a lot of situations, it's all about the right fit, right? And and that goes for not just players but coaches. You talk about uh, the situation that Brian Johnson is in right now, and that's just you know the, the the marriage of quarterback coach and and quarterback in the NFL is a critical one. I would say I would say that may be even a more important relationship than quarterback and offensive coordinator, which is also a very you know important relationship in the NFL. But the relationship that Brian Johnson has developed. Um, with Jalen Hurts and then seeing the progress that Hurts made from last season to this season and obviously getting to the Super Bowl and being an MVP contender it, it totally reflects the work that Brian Johnson is doing with him and yeah he rose quickly and he has been rising quickly but rose quickly this year in the uh the the coaching ranks of you know future star coaches in the nfl that's brian johnson's going to be around for a long time he's going to make a lot of noise as a coach in the nfl and it's awesome that he gets that opportunity to finally be the guy calling the shots as an offensive coordinator to see what the the eagles are able to do with him uh you know on on the headset or up in the booth i guess is probably where where he'll be spending a lot of his time now uh calling plays but um and then you, you talk about the players with the right fits right zane anderson Found a good fit for him, and now he's got a two-year deal. Kyris Tonga found a good fit for him. Where we obviously, with the Bears, you, you thought that would work out, and it just didn't. But, but he had been, he was a stud, uh, you know, gap stop guy for the Minnesota Vikings this year, and they loved it, and and so he's getting those opportunities. So it, that's it's it's always about the right the right opportunity and proving that, uh, taking advantage of those opportunities in the NFL. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of these locals uh, in this offseason so far.
2: Speaking of bad fits and probably just a bad circumstance overall. Cause you know, coming off of last year's Super Bowl, you thought, Hey, the Rams, they're reloading. They're like ready to run this thing back. And Bobby Wagner obviously moves on from the Seahawks and decides to, you know, come back home to California where he's from, uh, go signs with the Rams and the Rams Mm -hmm. were bad last year. And obviously a lot (laughs) of that had to do with injury, right? Um, Bobby wasn't bad though. (laughs) Bobby wasn't bad at all. He was a great player. Um, just a just a beast again i mean when yeah. you continue to make all pro teams like you're pretty good so, right so bobby and, and had I a great mean, season but
0: statistic statistically it was right up there with some of the best seasons of his career too sure. right? and so and, and and the fact that he's still an all pro the guy is un, unquestionably going to be in the hall of fame someday but the fact that he had the season that he had last year you know the the rams letting him go is clearly a money-making uh a money saving decision for the franchise that sure. they're, they're looking at their roster now is like, okay, we've got to find ways to get competitive. Again, we were just in the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago, you know, what, what do we need to do to kind of, to write the ship and get back into that situation again? Well, they, they're they going to have to revamp certain things and that takes money to do. And so where can we save money quick? Bobby Wagner is one of those situations. He had a big contract and I guess they feel like they can, they can replace him. Uh, Easier than maybe some of the other guys on the team. So here's the thing. He's free now, but he won't be for long, right? Bobby Wagner is going to be highly sought after because he can still bring it. He's a great on-field leader. Talk every coach that's ever been around Bobby Wagner, every teammate that's ever been around him will tell you that, how great of an on-field leader he is. And that's invaluable to have a coach on the field that, that, you know, can make sure guys are in the right positions that, um, can keep morale up and things like that. That's Bobby Wagner. And so, you know, I, I don't know what the list of teams out there that are looking for a defensive leader in the middle of the field are, but uh, they're all going to be calling his agents' phones if they haven't already been uh, pretty soon. I'm
2: interested to see if he ends up kind of doing the Von Miller thing where I kind of expected Von mm-hmm. Miller to, you know, take like shorter deals. I mean, I guess his mm-hmm. deal kind of has some like weird caveats to it, but like, the fact that like Buffalo went out and paid like a buttload of money for him and he also got the years with it. Right. Like, I mean, I'm interested to see if like Bobby's going to start doing, because he is, you know, in his early thirties, he's kind of going to come down towards where he's slowing down in his career. Is it going to be where he's going to just try and chase rings now? Or is he looking to get one last payday? I'm interested to see. Cause like he's probably the premier free agent for the local right. guys. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see because free agency, like I said earlier, kicks off here in, you know, a week or two. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've got a tracker up on the website on kslsports.com. Um, I've I put it out already, but uh, I'll continue to, you know, put it out on social over the next few weeks as we get moving along with these things. But there's, I want to say, like 15 guys that are yeah. free agents um, or free agents to be. So. It's going to be, uh, quite a bit of movement as far as the, uh, mm-hmm. the guys they're currently in the NFL, but Sam, I uh, wanted to get you on today to talk about the NFL combine, where we're going to have an influx of guys coming in from the local colleges and high schools or uh, guys that were high school players in the state of Utah. That is, um, they're right now in Indianapolis, uh, competing or participating in drills at the NFL combine, doing interviews with scouts, GMs, owners, you name it, um, and really like it's the who's who of you know BYU and Utah players yeah. that are you know eligible for the draft and then also we've got a couple of guys that didn't play college ball here in Utah but uh, right. Siakia Ika uh, went to LSU and then went to Baylor he was from East High School and then a uh, former Orem High standout both on offense and defense uh Noah Sewell who is just a stud yeah. for the Oregon Ducks uh, he's up at the Combine as well but wanted to get your, uh, your insight on that because you've covered the NFL for a long time. Now Um, uh, you covered the Denver Broncos and have been to many a pro day. And really it's Mm -hmm. very similar. Um, You've just got all 32 teams in one spot, uh, which makes it convenient there. But you know, I mean like Bryce young, for instance, he's not throwing at the combine, but he's going to throw Alabama's pro day. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of people who would rather just have like the combine and get rid of pro days or, maybe get rid of the combine (laughs) and then just have pro days. Uh, You probably save on travel quite a bit by not having all these pro days (laughs) and having your scouts have to go to every single one of them.
0: But uh, NFL teams don't care how much money they're (laughs) spending though. Right. Let's be honest. They they are. Yeah. You know, I think, I think I love the pro days. And um, because it's an opportunity for many players that don't get an invitation to the combine to show what they can do as well, because there are NFL caliber players that don't get those invitations. You know, think of Zane Anderson. We just talked about him. There's no way he would have been at, uh, you know, on, on many teams radars, but he competed at BYU's pro day when BYU does it right. They do a very good job. They're able to, and because they do it right and do a good job at it, and they've had some good talent over the years, they're able to get a lot of eyeballs to their pro day. Um, You know, uh, NFL scouts um, coaches, Management, they come to BYU's pro day because they know it's going to be done well. They're going to be treated right. They're going to be welcomed in, and they're going to have some quality players to keep an eye on. So you know, and so you know, Zane Anderson's one of those those guys that I bring up, right? As a guy that was able to get get some attention from the the pro day at at on campus. So I love the on campus pro days. The combine's great too because it's you know the the production that the NFL makes out of it, plus. Every team is represented by most of their their uh, front office or or at least, ma- you know, major representatives from every team's front office is there along with coaches and scouts. So uh, the what it all boils down to, the fact of the matter is there's a few things that you will get more attention for. I think the 40, just seeing the sheer speed of someone's, you know, the, their their point to point speed. Uh, it is something that people will never get over. That will always catch someone's attention. Um, I, but if I remember right, I think that's that's one way Jalen Warren caught some eyeballs. I can't remember what his forty time is, but I'm just that's about it. What you put on tape ultimately is what's gonna gonna be the most valuable piece going into the draft, going into convincing teams to sign you as an undrafted free agent. It's all what you put on tape. Throwing, the quarterback throwing drills sometimes, you know, I think Zach Wilson, he already had a lot of great stuff on tape, but his pro day, I think, wowed people even more with some of those throws that he made. But ultimately, it's uncontested, right? You don't have a pass rush coming at you. You don't have uh, coverage on, on the receivers and whatnot. So um, they're a lot of fun. Because you can, if you're there covering the event, you can try to pick minds of some of these scouts, get an idea of who they're really there to keep an eye on uh, amongst the players, who you're interested in, who you're keeping your eyes on. At? I, I try to do it at the BYU Pro Days that I've been to. And some of the scouts will talk. They're like, oh, yeah, we're here obviously looking at uh, Zach or we're here looking at, you know, whoever, you know, name that player. Sure. Um, But anyway, ultimately, it's kind of it's kind of a show. They do learn things. The most uh, Let me backtrack again. I would say the other, the other most valuable thing about these pro days and combines is the interviews. They get to meet with teams. That's really where uh, most of the value is because you get to learn a little more about a player. You get to know them and develop that early relationship that will become valuable when it comes to signing with a team in, in the long run.
1: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.
2: like for instance, like the quarterbacks, like I think about that one and you're having to rely on wide receivers that you haven't really worked with, like at the combine, for instance, right? Like you're pro day, you're working with some former teammates, but you know, at the combine, it's like, they probably just want to see like how you come out of your stance. Uh, You know, a lot of them are shotgun quarterbacks now from college and there's quite a bit of shotgun in the NFL, but you know, they probably want to see how you are under center, how the ball comes out of your hand. It's more important for those types of things than, you know, whether or not the receiver at the end of the catches your your you know, your throw or not.
0: But like um, like senior bowl senior bowl practices I think are more right. valuable sure. than the combine or pro days because those are run by NFL coaches. Yep. Um they're put through NFL drills and, and and you know, practice situations where you're actually going one on one, where you're actually, you know, or seven on seven and whatever, those those practices are super valuable too. So all those locals that got invites to the senior bowl or to other type type of, uh, you know, senior type bowl games, those are valuable. Right. And um, that was a great opportunity for them.
2: So uh, there's nine guys in total uh, that have combine invites that are there in Indianapolis. Um, highlighted primarily probably from a couple of former Utes and uh, Dalton Kincaid, mm-hmm. uh, Utah's tight end from last couple seasons, and then uh, Clark Phillips on the defensive side of the ball, uh, their cornerback. Uh, Those guys have been primarily the, out of the Utah and uh, BYU college scene, uh, been like the, the headliners in like a lot of mock drafts for the last year or so. And in these recent, you know, NFL articles or, you know, interviews that I've been watching and stuff like Dalton Kincaid has like jumped Clark. He's kind of cemented himself as a first round pick. Crazy, huh? I think it was that USC game alone that really did it for him. Um and then he had another, you know, another great showing there towards the end of the season, just battling that injury, coming back out on the field, just showing how tough he is, uh, to help them. Um, but I just I think that there's a couple of things. I think it also depends on like position groups of need in each draft. And this is yeah. supposedly a, a pretty deep uh draft for cornerbacks and so clark's going to be up against that with you know other talented cornerbacks but then you've seen how important a lot of these tight ends like i mean travis kelsey like everybody wants travis kelsey or you know everybody yep. wanted a gronk and don Kincaid going out and having like 16 catches or whatever and just mossing dudes against usc who albeit didn't have an amazing defense but like to put on a performance like he did where you knew the ball was coming to him and you still couldn't stop him like that has really helped him out. I think in his, his draft stock. Um, But Dalton's not going to be participating at the combine because he's coming off that injury that he had um, at the end of the season there. But uh, could you just kind of speak Sam about what you think of, of those two guys in particular? Yeah, for sure. um, Maybe what you expect to see out of some of these other guys as uh, we come, you know, Mm -hmm. through this weekend here in the, the 40 times and, you know, throwing right. drills for Jaron Hall and those things.
0: Yeah, like the rise that Dalton Kincaid has made from the beginning of last season to this point has just been, you know, remarkable. And, um, and it, he deserves all the attention he's getting. So going into this last season, I kind of felt, you know, there was a lot of hype behind Brian Keithy, the other great uh, tight end for the University of Utah. Um, I kind of felt like Kincaid by the end of the, the season before, maybe had taken a step ahead of Keith, you know, and then clearly injuries have gotten in the way of Keith. It's it's been a trouble for him. But everything that Kincaid has done, uh coaches are seeing the next George Kittle or the next Travis Kelsey. And those players, as we've seen over the past few NFL seasons, they are very valuable in, in NFL offenses, especially when you're splitting out your tight end or you're putting him into the backfield to to run out for a catch or, you know, they're so versatile and, and they're valuable in all of these offenses. Dalton Kincaid suddenly becomes a, a rare find in the NFL draft. And he's the best at what he does out of college going into the draft. So to see him rise into the first round, is it shocking? I'd say it's a bit of a surprise, but not shocking because that's what NFL teams want. Clark Phillips is still a first round talent. In my opinion, I was listening to a, a, a uh, scout this last week um, say that really there's no such thing as 32 first round grades every year. There's, there's less than that. He thinks, you know, so I, I still believe Clark Phillips is a first round type talent, but he may not be taken in the first round because of what you said it is a deeper draft class this year for defensive backs. And also because there's fewer of these other great players like tight end um, uh, interior linemen, things like that, that they want to take off the board first and feel like, I think we can get that defensive back in the second round. Clark Phillips is going to go quick on day two. If he doesn't get taken in the first round, it won't take long for him to get taken with his speed. The one thing against him might be his size, right? But those those two guys, they're going to have no problem getting picked. Jaron Hall, I'm excited to see him throw because I think he's got great tape, but it's good for him to participate in in things like the Senior Bowl and the Combine and Pro Days because he can still boost his stock a bit. I think he's probably an early day three pick at this point, but he might be able to boost his stock a bit and and climb in. So um, the other players that are there, I think Blake Freeland and, and Braden Daniels, have a good opportunity to show and, and, you know, cement themselves somewhere in the middle to late rounds uh, of the draft as well. I think they're both draftable guys for sure. Uh A guy like Puka Nakua though. um I think the the most likely scenario for him is undrafted signing at this point, you know? So a strong showing, especially with a speed from a speed standpoint uh, at, at pro day and at the combine could help his cause.
2: So you mentioned Puka, like
0: he had a great appearance there at the
2: senior bowl and it makes me you know kind of think that this is like it's not just like the one thing right it's not like just an impressive combine it's like did you interview well did you perform well in your drills did you have a good pro day like it's consistency the the senior bowl like it's all of these things are in like a package right like it's it's not just one thing unless you're just the clear and obvious where you know Bryce Young, for instance, like Bryce Young doesn't have to do anything. His tape's awesome. And right. he, everybody knows he's small, but other than getting measured, as long as he's healthy, like everybody's going to be like, yeah, we know that you're a great football player. You don't have to throw the football to prove that, right? Like we already know that you can pr- throw the football. So I think it's a lot of can you improve your stock versus hurt your stock in all of these things? And that's kind of what I'm interested to see. Um, today we had uh the linebackers and uh defensive linemen go. Um uh as we've been recording this the linebackers have started their forties um so expect uh noah Sewell's stuff to come out uh short shortly. I think he's he's, he's up in up. yeah he's in three. Three uh three more guys yep. are ahead of him right now. So uh probably while we're still on this he'll have run his forty time but uh Siaki re- went earlier today. Um, mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, you've got Clark Phillips. Uh, Saturday, you've got Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. And then on Sunday, you've got Braden Daniels and Blake Freeland and Tavion Thomas. Uh, and like we said, Dalton no, Kincaid's not going right. yeah. to uh, participate because of that injury, which is unfortunate. But uh, I, I put out a roundup of mock drafts earlier this week, Sam, and in almost every single one of them, he was a first round pick and uh, it was cool to see that, you know, cause I, I think that, you know, those things where they're looking at the tape, they're not looking at the combine stuff, right? Like this is a pre combine thing. So a lot of these guys here are going to be able to either elevate or, you know, drop their stock where Don Kincaid's like, Hey, look what I already did. Take it or leave it. I think that's kind of right. cool. Um, so like, Kind of sucks because it's fun for us to cover, but at the same time, like for him, it's uh, it's kind of an easy way where he can just you know go into these interviews, uh, show how intelligent he is, um, show what he you know point things out on his film, answer these questions from right. GMs and scouts, and kind of focus on that as opposed to worrying about you know oh what am I going to get on my forty time? What am I going to do on my vert? All those other things. So kind of uh, makes it a little easier on his trip to Indianapolis, but. Uh, that's, that's coming up this weekend, Sam, like I said earlier, we've got free agency just around the corner. So I'm excited to to talk with you about Noah
0: that right now. Coming no, weeks. Sorry. He's, he's you... no schools going to the start. Oh, blocks. there he is. I was
2: like, you're a little bit ahead right of me. Now, My feet, uh, must be a little <laughs> slower. He, uh, he had an interesting comment yesterday where, uh, no, he, he went out and he was talking about the, uh, the fact that his brother obviously plays with the Detroit Lions, what that would mean to him if he was able to play with Penny. But then I was also like, it was from the Detroit Lions account that they tweeted the video. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder if uh, the Saints put anything out about Noah. And they didn't. I was like, oh, well, Penny is <laughs> Penny is the one of the premier linemen in the NFL, but, ah, four, seven, two. Four, seven, two. Wish it was a little faster. That's there the sixth, for Noah.
0: sixth fastest linebacker time so far. It's not um, will anderson just just a one hundredth of a second behind jack campbell from iowa so uh four seven two it you know i'm sure he would like to be a little faster but you want to be in like
2: the you want to be in like the four sixes
0: if you're a four five at linebacker you're you're pretty fast trenton simpson from clemson just ran four or five flat yeah that's tough anyway
1: yeah, is. This,
0: this is this is what? where yeah. like the analytic a, people they're like a run a, stopper
2: yeah the analytic people they're having a heyday right now like this is like their favorite time of the year they're like sure just geeking out all over this like the coaches they probably couldn't care less about like the, the combine stuff they care more about the film yeah interview 100%. sessions that kind of stuff but all right sam That's it for this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, You can follow Sam on Twitter at Samsworth underscore KSL, on Instagram at Samsworth underscore TV. Uh, Sam, what do you uh, have real quick to tease for us on uh, KSL Sports Live this weekend? Uh,
0: We've got a big weekend of high school basketball. That's just a part of it. Don't don't freak out just yet. That's just a part of it. We do have state champions being crowned in three classifications here in the state, including the two largest classifications, 5A and 6A. But we are tracking this uh, this NFL combine this weekend like a hawk and we'll be all over that. We'll be diving into it here on KSL Sports Live as well this weekend. So all of our NFL fans in the state of Utah, you want to be dialed into uh, KSL this weekend as well. Yeah. Be
2: sure to check out KSL sports live, uh, follow us on uh social media at KSL sports. Uh, you've also got the new KSL sports app. Like I mentioned up at the top of mm-hmm. the show, uh, it's pretty nice. You can listen to the podcast on there, read all the stuff on, uh, our website via the app. And then, uh, you can also watch the, uh, the television broadcast stuff as well. So pretty cool, uh, that we have like this, uh, this new all in one kind of approach. Uh, also listen to KSL sports zone when, uh, Sam gives his uh, takes on all of the shows on uh, on the radio airwaves as well. So uh, until next week, you can follow Sam on social. Like I said, you can follow me at Kyle Ireland. We'll be back again next week to kind of recap the combine, what all these guys did, and then look ahead to free agency.